Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode, season 13, episode 7 to be more specific. We're going to be going back to the mature masculine, talking about the uh, warrior archetype according to Jungian analytical psychology. And uh, we're going to be discussing this uh, for the purpose of assisting anyone who's trying to reach the mature masculine or to better understand the mature masculine. We just finished with the lecture uh, regarding uh, the mature feminine. We talked about the queen archetype and uh, how it is the first archetype according to uh, Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette's theory on king, warrior, magician, lover. And uh, But for tonight we're going to be doing the next specific uh, archetype and that will be the warrior. So, what is the warrior? What does the warrior archetype mean? So, the warrior could basically be defined into two halves. It could be split into two different halves and uh, from a different direction. So, like, what would that actually be? That is two concepts, two important concepts. I actually uh, named uh, my son. I named my son after these uh, two concepts. And uh, they're known as strength and honor. So, yes, my son's name, he's uh, half Asian, for example. Uh, <laughs> his name is, uh, basically, it, it means strength, strength and honor. So, yes, I understand it's a little dark, but uh, we're going to adjust that here in a second. So, strength and honor. Uh, those are basically the two, I'd say, values or principles of the warrior archetype. And to better understand the warrior archetype, you have to exhibit those two principles or those two values in order to gain warrior, essentially. So, strength and honor. So, why? Why do you need this? Well, you need to have the strength to defend your kingdom, right? So, you're the king, right? You're the king archetype. You're generative. You're producing more than you consume, for example. And because you're producing more than you consume, you are basically being responsible. Being responsible in that way. You're being, uh, I mean, you obviously have your castle. You have your home, right? You have your own transportation. You have a job. You have stuff to live for. You're taking on subjects. So maybe you have chosen a queen by now, right? You have a queen. Perhaps you're having children together, additional subjects. Perhaps you're becoming the patriarch of your family. And as a result of that, you're having even more subjects. So all of that would be an issue. That would be a serious issue if all of that were to go away, right? And all those subjects, depending on you, say your kingdom is attacked, uh, attacked by, uh, I don't know, bad health. What happens if you ended up in the hospital for two years? What happens if you got in a car accident, right? What happens if uh, you get cancer? What if your queen gets cancer? What if your children go blind, for example? Or There's a myriad of different examples that anyone could be aware of at any given time as to the risks involved with running a kingdom. There are financial risks. There are health risks. We're going to be mostly talking about financial and health risks for the sake of this lecture tonight, but there's definitely a bunch of other risks relating to the warrior and how that works and how that could be a problem.
So let's talk about that. Let's talk about those risks. So strength, you have to be strong enough to defend your kingdom. You have to be strong uh, to keep your kingdom so that your kingdom lasts for generations. That's the point, right? You want your kingdom to last generations. There's even symbols, architecture in place about, you know, kingdoms that uh, have lasted for generations. The pyramids, for example, that's one, right? I think that's just kind of the easiest one. Remnants of a civilization of a kingdom from eons ago, and yet it still stands to this day. The Sphinx. Another example. Uh, what about Easter Island, the statues that see there? What about the temples of the Maya or Machu Picchu, right? Symbols of kingdoms that have risen and have fallen, but there's still remnants of them to this day. They're not exactly gone with the wind. They still exist. That's because they had warriors. See, it's not enough to just be king. It's important to be a warrior, right? Let me talk to you about a king who did not want to be a warrior and got screwed at one point in time. Uh, king David, actually. King David, he, um, he was supposed to be at war, but instead he decided to stay home and have his generals run the war. And during that time, while he was at home, he became an adulterer, started sleeping with another man's wife, for example. Not that she egged him on to do it, because she totally did. Uh, and uh, in the process uh, of that, he also became a murderer. All because he wasn't the warrior. Because he was shirking his responsibilities. He was not defending his kingdom. Because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, he ended up becoming <laughs> an adulterer and committed adultery with Bathsheba and had a child with her and became a murderer and murdered her husband. And it wasn't until the prophet Nathan called him out that he took responsibility for his actions, right? He's living a lie. A liar. You know, rumor has it King David is an ENFJ. I mean, think about that, right? They're supposed to be very benevolent, but he shirked his responsibilities as the warrior. A lot of good his benevolence did him, if you know what I mean. So, that would be a problem. That would be a serious problem. How do you do that? How do you, how do you deal with that? How do you how do you do that? Well, you got to be strong. You have to recognize that the responsibilities of the kingdom is not just being generative. It's not just uh, producing more than you consume. It's not just being a provider for you and your family. It is far beyond that. There is the warrior because there are risks. There are problems that could happen in life that could take your <laughs> take your kingdom away. Your subjects, your home, everything can be taken away from you. Your bed can be taken away from you. Your clothes can be taken away from you. You know, there's that song, you know, about, um, you know, this guy singing about how the, the streets he used to own and how it used to be, like, so badass, and then he has nothing. That's what that means. Well, he wasn't strong enough. He wasn't strong enough to defend his kingdom, so he lost his kingdom. That's too bad. That's way too bad. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that ends up homeless, losing losing his kingdom. Don't be like Steve Jobs and get voted out from the board of directors out of your own company, right? Don't be like him. That uh, 
That sounds like a bad position to be in. And I guarantee you, he definitely thought that as well. But he didn't give up. And he actually gained the strength that he needed to take his company back, to take his kingdom back. And you know what? We have Return of the King. An interesting trope or archetype that is attached to the king. The Return of the King. But he was sacrificed for the good of the com company of Apple, I guess, in the eyes of the board of directors, so he became the sacrificial king, which is another archetype, another trope to be aware of with the king archetype. But anyway, we're discussing warrior. So you need to be strong. How do you, how do you, how are you strong then? How, how do you need to be strong in order to defend your kingdom or to make sure that your kingdom will last for generations? So, strength. How do you develop strength? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about health and fitness. You need to be healthy. If you do not have your health, you will have nothing. In fact, you will not even be able to generate or be generative or be a provider or produce more than you consume if you do not have your health. This is obvious, right? You need to have health. So first things first, you need to eat clean, clean eating, right? What does clean eating look like? Well, here's what you do. I actually mentioned this in the last lecture for Queen, and that is you need to read Deep Nutrition by Dr. Katherine Shanahan, okay? You need to read The Perfect Health Diet by Dr. Paul Jaminet. Both those books provide a framework for clean eating. Once you understand the content of that book, you you'll be able to identify any food that you should or should not be eating. Do not eat anything that doesn't support you, right? Do not eat anything that supports you. Don't even read anything that doesn't support you. Do not watch television that doesn't support you. You know, um, RSD Tyler of RSD Motivation says, you know, it's like, it's like Medusa. It will turn you to stone when you do that. Well, he's not wrong. You'll get slowed down. You'll get fat and worthless, incapable of uh, producing when you're lying on your deathbed because you got cancer. Because you are irresponsible. Because you lack the strength, because you are not the warrior. I expect you that if you desire to become the mature masculine, that you become warrior. Otherwise, you're not the mature masculine, and you're nothing more than a man-child. Wake up. That's not how you live your life. It's not how anyone should be living their life. Any man, at least. Health and fitness. Read those two books, so you'll understand clean eating. After that... Go to eat2perform.com, ETP. Download the app, buy yourself a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, okay? Then, uh, you know, I mean, I got one, right? Buy yourself a Fitbit and Apple Watch, get MyFitnessPal. Use your Apple Health app or your Google Health app or whatever. Read the two books that comes with Eat2Perform. There's two e-books. Read both of them so you understand what they're doing and the science that they have. You'll get a health coach, and they will tell you how many grams of fat and protein and carbohydrates and how many milligrams of sodium you should be eating every day. And then you can create meal plans in your MyFitnessPal. And the beauty of MyFitnessPal is if you create a meal plan in it, you get to clone it and repeat it again and again and again. So after developing a week worth, a week's worth of meals, you have all the data in your phone that you would need to be able to manage your food indefinitely. And guess what? Then you have a shopping list and then it's just so much easier. All you need to do then is just buy a food scale there's one for like $10 on Amazon right now, which works great. Also, it's great to take with you when you go places, for example. You know, I went to Vegas. I literally went to P.F. Chang's and I measured out my rice. 
I did that right after filming the Mature Masculine King Archetype lecture. That's what I did. I went to P.F. Chang's and Planet Hollywood, and I ordered myself orange peeled chicken, and all their nutrition facts are posted online, right? And I added that to my fitness pal, as it's, you know, directly interfaced with the ETP app, for example. And then I measured my rice. And after that, I had all of the nutrition in my app, and I was able to meet my macros for the day. See, there's no excuse. Even if you're traveling, there's no excuse. You can plan your meals to the gram, to the milliliter, which is how I recommend you do it. Don't do ounces or fluid ounces because those are just like, they're not the most accurate thing in the world. Let's be honest. They're not. Stick with grams and milliliters. Do yourself a favor. <coughs> so, you got ATP going? Great. The next thing you need to do is download Stronglifts 5x5. Get yourself a gym membership. Do the Stronglifts 5x5 or 5x5 app. Do all of it. Eventually, you'll plateau with that. Then you want to switch to 3x5. And then you want to switch to like a hypertrophy volume program. I will be posting a an official CSJ lifting program very soon. It will be uh, authorized by Mr. Jason Hooper at FixYourGut.com, who also has worked with eat to perform as well. And uh, Mr. Hooper is definitely an expert. And uh, last I checked, he was somebody with a six-pack, So uh, and he didn't have one, and then now he does, for example. So I definitely consider him an authority on the subject. So we will be utilizing some plans created by him for this community, which is great. It's very nice to be a member of this community and have access to that so that you can get your fitness on track. So uh, you've read Perfect Health Diet, you've read Deep Nutrition, you're on it to perform, you're doing the Stronglist 5x5 app, and all of a sudden you notice your body fat percentage going down, you're getting strength, you're getting muscle, awesome. The target body fat percentage you wanna be is about 10 to 14%. The closer to 10, the better. And then you have physical strength. Okay? Let's talk about mental strength. You need to read. Read books. I will be posting on my website very soon all of the books I have read, all the books I will be reading, and we will be reading together. And in fact, you'll notice some of my lectures will be based on what I'm reading. I'll be providing all of those books for the female audience and the male audience uh, members of my audience, you will all be able to access those books and, and read them as I read them. No problem. You'll have that. It's not enough to just have physical strength. You have to have mental strength too. So you need to gain skills. You need to read, become an autodidact. I'm an autodidact. I was not formally trained in psychology. I learned it because I read it. And I spent a lot of time reading. I saw a statistic today on LinkedIn, for example. Did you know that um, almost every CEO reads at least 30 minutes to an hour a day, for example? Um, in the Fortune 500, that is. Um, and that 88% uh, of uh, successful CEOs, uh, although I don't, not, don't know how they're defining successful... But 88% of uh, successful CEOs, according to this article I read on LinkedIn, said that uh, they read. Why aren't you reading? See, you should be reading every single day. <laughs> Why don't you read How to Win Friends and Influence People? That'd be nice. Dale Carnegie? That's great. How about you read Think and Grow Rich by 
Napoleon Hill. Or Interview with the De Devil. It's a book about failure. You ever failed? You might want to know how to fail properly. That book teaches you. You need to have physical strength. You need to have mental strength. It is absolutely key. Fitness is important. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, the other aspect of strength is finance. Do you have a budget? Do you not, like, obviously if you're a king, you should have a budget because, you know, you're, you're being a provider, right? You're being someone who's producing more than he consumes, right? Where is your budget? Everydollar.com. It's an excellent budgeting tool. I use it. I recommend it. Mint.com was cool until they screwed it up recently, and now I'm not using it anymore. So, everydollar.com. Else you keep track of every dollar. Huh, amazing how that works. Also provides you with strategies on how to get out of debt. Let me tell you something. Real men have no debt. That's right. Real men have no debt. If you are not seeking to become debt-free, you are a man-child. And I would struggle to respect you. I mean, oh, but I have student loans, and student loans, that's like good debt. No, it's not. Stop lying to yourself. Oh, I need to have some kind of debt to uh, maintain my credit score. You mean the uh, I love debt score? Seriously, be debt free. That's the most responsible thing you could do for your kingdom. Absolutely the most responsible thing you could do. If you don't know how to handle your finances, you're not going to get anywhere. And I'm sorry, but your queen is not going to respect you and she's going to move on to a different kingdom. Let's be honest. Don't be that guy. You need to make sure that you have a handle on your finances, right? Because remember, take responsibility for, for meeting your own needs. Faith, family, fitness, finance, and friends. So fitness and finance. That is basically the strength component of the warrior. If you do not have physical strength, if you do not have mental strength, if you do not have financial strength, you will not be successful as the warrior. In this day and age, in order to become the warrior archetype, you need to master those three things to be able to gain the strength you need to be the warrior. But strength is not the only aspect of the warrior that you need to have to be successful. There are other things. So we're ta we talked a little bit about mental strength. Here's, here's some additional add-ons to uh, the strength component. Additional add-ons. Uh, survival skills. Basic survival skills. You can't, it is irresponsible. It is just plain irresponsible. If you're walking around in life thinking that nothing bad will ever happen, like on a macro level, thinking that our civilization will continue. Think about it. Look, look around. Let's look around the world right now. You see the pyramids, right? That kingdom fell. Rome fell. The Greeks fell. Chinese dynasties fell. What makes you think that the United States of America or first world societies we know it will be any different? Societies fall. It is perfectly natural. As a result, you need to be 100% independent of the system and have a backup plan. You need to be independent of the establishment. You need survival skills, basic survival skills, so that 
You and your family, if you have to pack up and leave and go into the wilderness, you will live. You will survive. And guess what? That is on you. Here's some books I recommend. There's a book called 100 Deadly Skills. It was uh, volume 1 and 2. Uh, 100 Deadly Survival Skills is volume 2. It's written by a Navy SEAL. I highly recommend it. Basic survival skills. It helps you when you're traveling. It helps you when you're in the wilderness. Uh, it helps you in all sorts of aspects. Literally, don't be that guy that ends up getting captured and then used as a negotiating bargaining chip just to make Trump look bad on, you know, nightly news television. All because you didn't realize that you probably should have packed some handcuff keys on you so you could get out of handcuffs in a pinch. Or maybe because you didn't realize that when you were traveling and you were just picked randomly out of a crowd because you looked like, you know, an American, for example, and they zip-tied you, that you don't know how to get out of those zip-ties, for example. Like, these are important skills. If you're a warrior, you will know these skills. Basic survival skills. For Oh, and another book series, read the Foxfire books. Read the Foxfire books. All of them. Every man... If you have a penis, you need to read the Foxfire books because the Foxfire fire books basically tell you the basic things that you need to know to live off the land, right? <coughs> Listen, society is not a guarantee. There is no guarantee that this society will last. You have to prepare. Sure, it may not be likely. Oh, C.S. Joseph, he's one of those dirty libertarian preppers. No, actually, I don't really care about that. What I care about is being responsible. And a responsible man, a responsible warrior, takes care of his family and prepares for bad things. It's not just, you know, society can collapse for a lot of reasons. Natural disaster, for one. Collapse of the monetary system. Uh, nuclear war. War in general, right? Uh, politics, collapse of the political system, right? Uh, there's so many different things, and you never know when calamity will strike, so do yourself a favor and get educated. Train yourself. You know, learn basic self-defense. If you do not know how to operate a firearm, shame on you. Learn how to operate a firearm. Another thing that you need to do, learn how... Learn some martial arts. I recommend uh, Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a baseline. If you want to go further than that, learn Gong Fu. And in which case, I'd recommend Wing Chun and Jeet Kune Do. Knowing all four styles would actually be very beneficial. I'm not saying you have to do this, but realize, you know, the onus is on you to protect your kingdom and your subjects, Right? Because in those situations, it's anything goes. There's no such thing as, you know, <laughs> honor, per se, among thieves, right? In that situation, when, when society collapses for whatever reason. There's a ton of reasons for it. There's a ton of reasons for it. It's not just war or bad politics, right? Natural disaster is a serious thing. You never know what's going to strike. Like, you know, imagine when the Ring of Fire, all of the volcanoes in the world in the, of the Pacific Rim just decide to explode simultaneously. Yeah, that'll be a game changer, right? What are you going to do? 
Look, I'm not trying to be a fatalist here. I'm just trying to show you that anything can happen and anything is possible and it is your responsibility to be responsible and prepare for anything. So at least do yourself a favor to get trained on basic survival skills and basic self-defense skills so that within, you know, within your locale and have relationships with your neighbors, etc. so that if something bad happens, you are able to take care of and protect your family, your kingdom. Maybe your home. Maybe you have to leave your home. Who knows? But you are able to do all of them. That's the point. You have to have strength as a warrior because you never know when that strength will be necessary, needed, or called upon. It is your responsibility as a man. So we just talked about strength uh, and how important it is with the uh, warrior. So let's move on to the, the next section of the lecture. You need to have honor. Remember, I named my son Strength and Honor. That is my son's name, Strength and Honor. I named it. I named it for this reason. I named it for the warrior archetype because the warrior archetype has been missing from my family for generations. It has been missing. So I want to bring it back, and that's why I named my son Strength and Honor. So we need to have honor. What does honor look like from the perspective of the warrior? So... It's all about doing your duty, right? As opposed to getting all the glory. That's what honor is all about. Let me give you some examples. Uh, there's actually some stories provided by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette when they discuss the warrior archetype. So the first one is a story about a samurai who served, uh, who served his lord, basically. His lord was his master, and uh, he loved him very much. Because his master picked him up off the side off the side of the road one point in time, he was an orphan, and he trained him, trained him in martial arts, fed him, uh, taught him etiquette, made him a productive uh, member of society, made him basically an awesome human being. This samurai uh, kid, and he understood that. And then one night, a thief broke into his lord's house and killed his master, killed the lord, basically. And that enraged the samurai, and he knew that he would have to hunt down that thief and kill that thief to get justice for his dead master. And that is what the samurai did. And this happened for three years. He hunted this thief down for three years. Until finally, he came upon the thief. The thief was washing in the, uh, in the pond uh, at one point in time, and the samurai snuck up on him. And then when the thief came out of the pond and was beginning to dress, uh, the samurai drew his sword and went after the thief and knocked the thief down on the ground and was about to plunge his sword right into the heart of the thief. And the thief looked right up at him and then spit on his face just before he was going to drive the sword right through his heart. You know what the samurai did? He withdrew. He put his sword back in its sheath bowed down and started walking away. And the thief is like, what are you doing? I thought you were here to end my life. I've been running from you for years and years. And the samurai stopped, turned around and said to the thief, you spit in my face. And if I had struck you down in anger, it would have dishonored my Lord. And then he walked off. That's what it means 
to have honor. Here's another example. Um, another swordsman, one of the greatest swordsmen in all of the land, lived in a village. And uh, he loved the village. Uh, he was a war hero. Uh, people knew him and whatnot, but uh, not those people in the village. They didn't really know that he was a war hero. But he's one of the greatest, most skilled swordsmen in the land. And uh, in this particular village that he lived in, no one really knew of that. He didn't really want people to know. And then all of a sudden he got wind of some rumors that there was a dragon coming. A dragon was coming and burning nearby villages and from what he was told, there was a chance that that dragon was going to come to his village and burn it down. And that he was told where the dragon's lair was nearby. So in the middle of the night, he got his armor, he got his sword, and he went out. And he went to the dragon's lair and he slew the dragon in its sleep. Killed it. And then he came back to his village. And then he came home. The sun had yet to come up. He took his armor off, put his sword away after cleaning it. And then got into his bed, into his bed with his woman and fell back asleep. And no one in the village was any wiser that he had slain the dragon. That is what a warrior is. Let me tell you what would have happened if he was not a warrior. If he was a hero, he would have taken credit for it. He would have told everybody, oh, look at me, oh, look at me, I slew the dragon, I killed the dragon, oh, look at me. See, <laughs> that's the difference, guys. It's duty versus glory. Heroes seek glory, but warriors are just doing their duty. What about the 300 Spartans that fought at the Battle of Thermopylae versus 30,000 of King Xerxes' Persian troops, and they held them off? Everyone's seen the film 300, right? It's a dope film. I recommend it. They're doing their duty. So what? what is honor? Honor... Honor is, it's when you do what you must, it's when you do what you should without expecting to receive any credit or any glory or any reputation or status boost, right? It's just you doing what you should do. You know you should eat clean. You know you should be fit. You know you should be prepared for any eventual possible disaster or catastrophe that would threaten you or your kingdom. You know that you should be financially responsible. And that means having six months of expenses saved up in savings in case you lose your job, in case your health gets bad, in case you get into a car accident, for example, right? It is doing your duty. Now, I know this is not really going to resonate with most people in the audience because NI users... We've been talking about Jungian analytical psychology and the human nature lectures. NI users, they're not really about duty. They're about what they want to do. Let me tell you, you want to do this, right? Now, when I say want, it's not that I'm saying, like, it's just want because people want to do their duty as much as they want to have passion and desire as well. Want is kind of more of just this extra word I've attached onto it. NI is about finding the best path forward, right? 
NE is about being aware of all of the paths and then choosing, you know, from there, which might be a best, best, best path for others or a group of people or for another person, for example, right? The NI knows the best path for itself. And I'm telling you, doing your duty and doing these things is the best path forward for the mature masculine. You have to be warrior. Look at it this way. We talked about the sacrificial king earlier and how kings have been sacrificed. JFK, he was a sacrificial king when he lost his life, when he was assassinated. His brother too, Bobby Kennedy. Another one. Both of them assassinated. Malcolm X, another example. Martin Luther King, another example. Gandhi, another example. Sacrificial king. Why? Because there is no greater love than when a man gives up his life for his beloved. That could be for his queen, or that could be for his kingdom. There's no greater love. This is why women are called to respect their men. Because men already have the expectation that their life is required of them. That they will give up their life for their beloved. And that's the true strength, the true honor of the warrior. That you, as the warrior, are willing to sacrifice your life when it is asked of you. And that you will do it, you will do it, and you will give. It is the final gift. It is the greatest gift that a man of the mature masculine can give. We see that the king is so generative and so providing and producing more than it consumes. It's so giving as a result. But it's the warrior that gives the greatest gift by sacrificing their own life for the sake of their queen, their subjects, their kingdom. Or even for fellow kings. You know, diplomacy is a factor. Being the warrior is about conviction, gentlemen. Do you have conviction? Have you ever known what conviction is? Conviction is keeping up commitments. Commitments to yourself and to your fellow men. What's an example of commitment to yourself or conviction? Those are personal standards. Right? We talk about take responsibility for meeting your own needs. And then we talk about personal standards, the second pillar of self-intimacy. Those are commitments. That is conviction, right? And then commitments to others. That's boundaries, right? You're holding yourself accountable. It is accountability. That is what the warrior is for. You also use the warrior archetype to hold other men in your life accountable. Because real bros, real friends, don't let fellow men lead or live mediocre lives or be with mediocre women or be or have mediocre jobs or raise mediocre children because they hold each other accountable because it is written as iron sharpens iron so does one man to another gentlemen you have to be sharp the warrior is sharp you have to be sharp you have to sharpen yourselves gain the physical strength gain the mental strength gain the financial strength gain the survival skills right Gain the strength that you need. Make yourself sharp and then sharpen fellow men and make them sharp as well. This is your commitment. This is your conviction to yourself as a warrior, as the mature masculine. 
It is your responsibility. Stop shirking your responsibility. And there has been so many men, so many men shirking their responsibility in this area. Again, that is why I named my son Strength and Honor. As a daily reminder to me of my responsibility to be the warrior and to maintain the warrior and to garner the warrior and my fellow men so that I remain sharp, so that I sharpen fellow men. As is my duty, as is my honor, as is my conviction and my commitment to myself and my fellow man. That is why I'm doing this lecture after all. So we've been talking a lot about the warrior archetype. There's uh, some sub-archetypes to it, negative uh, polarities. They're called shadow types for the warrior archetype. The first one is the sadist, where the warrior energy just becomes so strong or is uncontrolled, right? And it ends up becoming super abusive to people, especially their queens, right? Good example of this would be in Game of Thrones. Ramsay Bolton, he's a sadist, right? Don't be like Ramsay Bolton. Do your duty. When you're not doing your duty, your will becomes uncontrolled and then your will burns like fire and it has collateral damage and it burns other people, right? Control it. Get a sparring partner. Have fellow men in your life. You have to have relationships with fellow men to make you sharp and to make you stronger. Spar with them, right? In debate or in conversation, in discourse and discussion or even in a match. You know, MMA style, if necessary. Or a bet. Who knows? It's nice to let that competitive spirit out, but your competitive spirit should not come out at the <laughs> at the risk of your own kingdom and the risk of your own subjects. Do not become the sadist. There's also the masochist. Someone who derives pleasure by having self-harm. By putting oneself in self-harm. In harm's way, Right? Reminds me of all the men out there that are doormats. You know, ESFJs, ENFJs, INFJs, INTPs, ISFJs. Don't be doormats, FE users. Have self-respect, remember? Life rule number one is, and I quote, above all else, respect thyself. There is a reason for that. This is who you are. Respect who you are. And respect your fellow man. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man to another. That is what the warrior is all about. That is what you are all about. That is what you're supposed to be about. This is your responsibility. This is your conviction. The warrior archetype. An archetype not often seen among men these days. It's even really, it's really rare among intuitives, by the way. Really rare. Mostly it's because their fathers often look down upon their intuitive children, thinking that they're so different, right? And because of that, they never believe that their intuitive children could be warriors. You look at someone like Bruce Lee, right? I maintain he wasn't intuitive. Everyone can make it happen. Just can be a little bit more difficult for others and easier for others. But you may have a lot of strength in king and not a lot of strength in warrior. Or you may have a lot of strength in warrior but not a lot of strength in king, for example. 
It doesn't matter. Every man still has the same responsibility. When you are king, you need to begin working on warrior if you are not already. It is your responsibility. You cannot be a part of the mature masculine and not be the warrior. You have to do your part. And you have to be willing to sacrifice your own life for your beloved. So, if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on the podcast. Leave a like while you're at it. Likes are uh, super helpful and super useful. If you have any questions about the warrior archetype, please leave them below and I'll do my best to answer your questions. I recommend reading King Warrior Magician Lover as well by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette as they uh, provide the framework of these lectures that I am uh, giving to you. Please understand, gentlemen, that there's not very many warriors out there. And if there was a threat that came our direction, we need to make sure that we are capable of being the warriors so that we can rise to the occasion. You never know when another Thermopylae may be coming, right? You never know when it may be just you and a few fellow men to, de to defend your community, your neighborhood. Remember the shot heard around the world, right? The shot heard around the world that started the American Revolutionary War at Lexington and Concord. Just a few men stood their ground before tyranny. And because they stood their ground, we now have the United States of America because of those men. You need to be willing to lay down your life. You need to be strong so that you can. You need to position yourself for greatness. Remember, order determines outcome. It's the same thing I told the women in the queen archetype. You have to position yourself for greatness too. Gain the strength. Gain the honor. Become the warrior. Good night, gentlemen.